There are two words in modern-day language that horrify, induce panic, terrorize, petrify, and scare you to death. <laughs> Those two words are... Cryptocurrency. Um, but that's just ridiculous. Welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency. It's not that scary, it's not that difficult, and it's not intimidating. We'll prove it. We'll have fun along the way. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now your host, Tony Casanova. Hey everybody, welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrency and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. All right, guys, we're starting off the weekend with, uh, well, actually the week with uh, some good news that came over the weekend. Uh, the first thing is obviously Gala. Uh, Gala, which is one of the coins that we are uh, currently invested in. Uh, Gala took off and uh, it basically gained 100% on Friday, just like I said, it was going to happen. Uh, so the price of Gala has basically doubled from the time when we bought it, and that's made us a nice little profit. I am not going to close out my positions in Gala as of yet, because I expect Gala to do a little bit more, uh, actually a lot more, and I'm going to cover that a little bit later on in the podcast. But for right now, woohoo! Yeah, we're winning. Okay, uh, another place where we're winning right now is uh, from when we picked up Cardano uh, to right now. Cardano uh, actually uh, shot up so it shot up all the way to 34 currently it's crashed down to 32 but uh, I'm going to also continue holding that the rest of my coins in the portfolio uh, you could just see what the percentage changes are uh, by visiting the group um, show me the crypto on on Facebook so that's basically where you want to go to get the information. Now, every time that my portfolio changes, I will post an updated uh, copy of my portfolio with the percentages that have changed uh, as well. So if I tell you on my portfolio uh, in the group that I'm holding 35% of my portfolio in uh, USDT, for example, then you would assume that if my portfolio is $100, that $35 of that is sitting in USDT. And why is it sitting in, in USDT? Well, because I'm probably getting ready to trade it and put it somewhere else, but it's very easy to trade USDT uh, for any other cryptocurrency. Sometimes, uh, you know, you have to get in and you have to have, you can't just use dollars. You can't show up at a, at a counter somewhere with a couple of dollars and say, hey, let me get, you know, some gala. So you have to do it somehow. And the way that I do it is uh, with USDT or with uh, some other pair that trades for it. And this is why we visit different exchanges and stuff like that. So uh, another thing that I wanted to cover is also uh, what's happening with Bitcoin. So uh, Bitcoin did go up to uh, 17,250, just like uh, I had been saying. So if you've got a good memory, uh, you knew that I was saying that it uh, had a possibility of going that way or, uh, you know, basically dropping down to 17. Uh, those of you with a good memory, 
memory will remember that I did say that it would hit 17,250 sometime around Sunday. And as such, we looked into the future and the prediction came true. Um, so uh, I think that uh, as of right now, um, what could happen? Well, it could come down a little bit back down to 17. Uh, but there is probably a chance really as I'm looking with all the pressure and stuff and all the momentum that it's currently gathering and, and pushing uh, the coin and the price of the coin, it could actually uh, rally to about 17,800. Does this mean that you need to run out and buy Bitcoin to capitalize? I don't know if you're going to trade on margin and stuff like that, maybe, but since I'm not doing that, no, I don't run out and do anything. So I, I, I look to buy it. I look to buy Bitcoin when Bitcoin is going down. Other than that, uh, I hold Bitcoin uh, as, you know, it's moving up. So when it rallies, I get happy because I hold Bitcoin, right? But mostly I'm a Bitcoin hoarder, so I treat it like gold. Uh, I don't go off and buy it and sell it and buy it and sell it. You get killed on the spot prices alone if you did that with gold. You know what I'm saying? So that's not what you do. Bitcoin, you buy you hold it. If Bitcoin gets someday to a million dollars or something like that, then you'll have plenty of it. Then you can sell fractions of Bitcoin off to your friends and family so that they can have a little bit. And mostly what you do is if it gets to that point, then Bitcoin will do nothing but appreciate in price. And once it gets to that point where it's like doing something where it's just appreciating and it becomes a tangible uh, and a tangible intangible, right? Because it's a it's a digital asset. Uh, but in essence, you could keep a seed phrase and uh, and a public address, you know, a private key uh, in a in a safety deposit box uh, where it's uh, laminated and etc. And now you have a tangible intangible. All right. But anyways, uh, with that being said, it goes up and then eventually what you can do is you'll take loans out against it. So you won't sell your Bitcoin because you always want to have your Bitcoin. So if you need a couple thousand dollars, you deposit your Bitcoin, you take a loan out against the Bitcoin that you hold, and then you go do whatever you're going to do. And then uh, you pay your loan back. And hopefully what's happening is, is that your Bitcoin is appreciating. And as it appreciates, then what happens is is that, well, the appreciation will pay back your loan and then you can take your Bitcoin back and hold it until the next time that you need money or something of the sort. OK, so this is what we aspire to do in the future uh, with Bitcoin. The reason that I follow Bitcoin so closely because you're like, hey, why do you talk so much about Bitcoin if it's not even in your portfolio? It's because I do hold Bitcoin. I hold Bitcoin in paper wallets and I keep it. And I'm going to show you guys how to do that, uh, you know, somewhere along the line here as well. Maybe I'll make a video of what a paper wallet is, how you make it. You take your coins offline and you hold them in a drawer at home or in a safety deposit box or in your wallet or you put them wherever you want. You could tattoo them on your skin if you want or do something crazy like that. But uh, other than that, you'll have complete access to your coins. OK, and nobody else will. Nobody else will. No hacker can come and hack your exchange or hack your wallet and drain your wallet. And if you click on something, whatever, nobody can take your shit ever. OK, because your your stuff is all in a in a in a safety deposit box. It's offline and it just won't transfer. It just won't transfer because it's not there. So anyways, with that being said, 
That's a great way to protect your assets. Now, we do have to work with some exchanges and stuff like that, especially when we're doing some short-term stuff. So whatever you do have on an exchange, you just uh, pray to trust the exchange that you're on and, uh, you know, pray for the best. I mean, look at all the people that that uh, trusted F- FTX and, and, well, all of like their money went to hell, right? In a handbasket because, well, everything looked good there. So you always got to be vigilant. And if you see anything weird or anything like that, then the best thing is, is to pull out, you know, or move it to USDT or something of the sort. So at least until things sort themselves out. So while we're do, uh, talking about all of that uh, stuff as well, so anyways, I, I didn't get to the point. Why do I follow uh, Bitcoin? Because the entire market follows Bitcoin, man. If you look at the charts historically for like every single cryptocurrency, okay, uh, they do one of two things. They follow Bitcoin or they follow Ethereum, one of the two things. But mostly the entire market follows Bitcoin. You could look at Bitcoin, see what Bitcoin's doing. If people are buying Bitcoin, then they're most likely going to buy whatever other shit coin is on the market, right? So that's like the thing. So uh, if there's pressure there and the charts are showing positive influence and growth in that area, then that means that the entire market is doing good. If Bitcoin's going in the toilet, I guarantee you that every other coin, your, you know, uh, a shit bonk or whatever you got or whatever is going in the doji coins going to go in the toilet. But if you watch the moves, especially the short term moves as a market goes up, uh, you'll see that coins lag, right? So first people will buy this coin, then they buy that coin, then they start looking at this coin and that coin, but then the charts over time start to look very similar to that Bitcoin chart. So that's why I watch it so closely. It's one of the tricks that I use uh, to become a good trader. Okay, so that's just one of the things that I do and one of the things that you can do as well to keep your eye on the market. All right, let's talk a little bit about Gala. Okay, Gala, what did Gala do? What did Gala do? Gala took off, baby, like I said it was going to. Gala, okay, uh, uh, by the way, I get excited about Gala because Gala is a great, a great project, okay? And the reason uh, that Gala is is a great project, well, there's a bunch of reasons that it might be a great investment. First, the token is relatively new, so there's potential for price appreciation. Second, the company behind Gala is experienced in both gaming and blockchain, all right? So this gives them a unique perspective on how to use blockchain technology to create more efficient efficient and user-friendly experiences for you and for me. There's also another reason, and that's a Gala has already partnered with some major names in the gaming industry, which gives it a leg up on its competition. And by the way, I've heard that like Mark Wahlberg is involved, The Rock is involved. So there's there's big names starting to to gravitate towards the uh, this particular platform. And trends such as the increasing popularity of NFTs and crypto games suggest that there's going to be a strong demand for this type of currency. Okay, what currency? Gala token. All right. And one of the great things about Gala token is that there's not unlimited Gala like that shitty. Doji coin and all of like those things where they just constantly make them and make them and make them. No, Gala, there's only 50 billion tokens. I know that sounds like a lot, guys. All right, I know 50 billion sounds like a lot, but imagine have you ever seen your kids gaming? Okay, have you ever seen seen your kids when they play games, how intense it gets? Okay, imagine if the whole world is doing that, they're doing it on the Gala platform. Okay, and tokens are being exchanged. Now, all of a sudden, 50 billion tokens doesn't look like nearly enough. 
All right. It doesn't look like enough, which means that there could be a chance down the line that we get into fractional tokens. That's right. I don't know what they'll call them. All right. But whatever they call them, it's going to be called big money because right now they're worth two cents. OK. And I'm getting in on them. That's what I do. I get in on them. Now, I know I only have a small a small portion of my portfolio allocated to this. But remember, my portfolio isn't 100 bucks either. You know what I'm saying? So, uh we got to kind of like take and look and well, there is risk like anything else. I mean, uh, gala is, is, is as risky as anything after FTX, right? After, after, uh, Mount Gox, what could we say? Right. What's risky? Everything's risky. The whole space is risky, man. So it's like walking on a bridge. that's constantly on fire. But if you do get to the other side, if you get to the other side, then you reach the promised land, right? Because the kind of money that you make in this space isn't like the money you make on wall street. Or I should say, is it like the money you lose on Wall, <laughs> on Wall Street, right? The money that you're making here can be life-changing. So what we got to do is we got to get in on like opportunities like this. But the good thing is, is that we got to look. And, and well, you don't have to look anymore. That's what I'm doing, right? I'm looking. I'm looking for the coins and stuff like that. And then if you do as I do, then, you know, you'll do good. If you don't do as I do, then you won't do so good. Maybe. I don't know. Got it? And if you got that, good. By the way, this is not financial advice, so do not do as I do. I just say that shit, okay? But anyways, uh, follow along uh, with me, and you can see how I do. And if you see how I do, you will see that, well, this weekend, uh, on my next video, you'll see that I was able to cash in some of my coins, and I bought a haircut. That's right. So I got myself a haircut so that my hair is not as long as it was in the last video. The people were like, hey, man, why don't you get a haircut? Well, bottom line is that sometimes I don't, dude, nobody looks at me. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm already married and stuff. So it's not like I'm out on the dating circuit or anything like that. I'm looking at coins during the day. I'm trying to feed my family and go off and do the things that, that I can. So sometimes I don't have time to go get a haircut, man. I got to sit here, look at the computer, figure out what's going on. And then I got to run off and go do a kid's event or something of the sort, or I uh, get involved and do things with my church and, and all of that kind of stuff. Right. So, and during that time, my hair grows and I don't have time to go and get a haircut. But anyways, I did cash in some of my coins some of my tokens and i went and i got a haircut all right so during the next video i'll look a little bit better all right guys uh let's uh let's move on here uh anyways um gala's current circulating supply of those 50 billion tokens by the way is only 7 billion of those tokens all right uh it it has uh peaked before okay it got almost to eight cents and right now it's at two so uh if we're getting excited about it it's because i didn't have it before when it did peak so i didn't see it so now it's starting to move up from when we picked it up and uh and now uh you know it's up over two cents and we'll see what it actually does uh you know along the way here one of the cool things um about gala is that you don't mind you don't mind gala right so um that's what people what people say is like you know like hey like with bitcoin and this like that um there's like a whole process one of the ways that you get your hands on gala is like winning it through like all of like these games and stuff like that it becomes like an in-game currency uh for it so you can set up nodes and stuff like that so i guess technically you can uh mine but that's gonna be outside of the scope of what we're doing right so uh we're not gonna be setting up nodes and, and etc that's gonna be stuff for meta hedge to 
to do maybe down the line if you're invested in that and etc but what we're going to do is we're going to buy the token we're going to hold the token uh, at least for right now at least that's what what i'm currently uh doing so their uh, gala uh, is currently listed, by the way, on all the, the big exchanges like Binance and Coinbase and stuff like that. So you can pick it up there. That's uh, where I pick it up. And then basically what you can do is just send it, you know, to whatever paper wallet you have and uh, and hold it uh, offline uh, if you want to. Or uh, if you want to constantly see, you know, what it looks like going up, then you can keep it on exchange. But then the risk is that you could lose your money. All right. Always remember that not your keys, not your crypto. If your money is on or your cryptocurrency is currently being held on Robinhood, Coinbase, uh, etc. Uh, you don't you don't own your cryptocurrency. What those people are doing is they hold cryptocurrency. Okay, they've already bought cryptocurrency. They hold it, and then what they uh, bet on is is that you will buy it at a very high price and you will sell it at a very low price. And each time that you do that, their cryptocurrency will value. If you decide to cash in your cryptocurrency to go to get your money back, they give you back fiat money anyways, um, or they trade it in some cases for another cryptocurrency. Um, but that's just done from what they actually hold. So when you actually buy Bitcoin and take it offline, uh, then that Bitcoin is actually yours and you are holding it. And it uh, is your Bitcoin to appreciate and to love and to cherish uh, until death do you part or until uh, you sell it at a a better price at whatever price you currently wanted to. Uh, another coin that did good from when we bought it back in January 6th, uh, currently to like right now, is Cardano. So uh, Cardano was another one that we have in our portfolio currently right now. Uh, I currently have... Uh, you know, whatever amount. I'm not going to talk about that here because then people will just listen to the podcast. I do want you to go to the group because in order to to profit, you do have to like kind of follow along closely. So anyways, whatever amount of my portfolio is allocated to Cardano at this time, um, it's it's appreciated uh, as well. So and I'm going to also continue to hold this uh, temporarily. I'm going to continue to hold most of the coins in my portfolio right now. And uh, if there's a chance that I sell anything off or anything like that crazy, I'll let you know. But for right now, you're basically uh, cryptoing like me. And when you do that, then uh, this is how we do it. All right, uh, guys, um, let's see. Uh, further along in the in the space here um, I'm going to make a video like I said uh, so last night I was talking to a friend about uh, cryptocurrency and I taught them I was able to teach them uh, why decentralization is important the difference between layer one and layer two blockchains you too will learn all of like this kind of stuff uh, but in the middle of all of that they were like, okay, so how do I buy crypto and how do I actually just hold on to it? And then things got weird, right? And and I felt like we were like, you know, uh, uh, you ever been at like one of those middle school dances where like you you look across the hallway, you know, and you're like, hey, uh, do you want to do this? You really want to dance or whatever? Uh, so anyway, I had to tell them that the, the short answer uh, to their question is this thing called self custody that's that's what you want to do it's called self custody and the long answer 
Well, uh, what I was saying, centralized exchanges aren't safe. Most Web3 wallets uh, have a bad user experience uh, and they track your data as well. Hardware wallets are good for putting your crypto away, but they're not you know, actively good for buying and selling crypto. Uh, so there is another way to do it. And the other way to do it is self-custody. Currently, my self-custody uh, procedure is to use a paper wallet. So this isn't always the super uh, most effective way to do things. The reason being is, um, you know, well, if you have everything on your on a paper wallet or you sent stuff to a paper wallet, then when you bring it back, you have to bring back all the coin that's on the wallet at one shot. So that means loading uh, all of my coin onto an exchange. So let's say if I wanted to buy just a little bit more gala and I wanted to cash in some of my Ethereum that I bought many, many years ago, then I would have to load that onto Coinbase, for example, and then uh, they would accept it. They would show my balance there and then I could cash out to dollars or I could use it to trade for gala at that point but I would have to trade in all of my ethereum so I can't be like you know from my paper wallet all right I'm going to load in half an ethereum uh you know from there or whatever so uh with that being said I'm going to do a short video uh, that I'll post on the group page as well, um, how to get started. Now, the thing is, is that there's not an, an all end, uh, you know, result for this. So I can't be like, what you do is you download this thing. You have to go to each and every coin that you own. You have to go to their website or you have to download, um, you know, their, their software packages, uh, which is what, for example, with Solana, I just, uh, generate my own wallets. I don't, I don't go to any wallet or anything like that. I just get on my Linux computer. I open it up. I run some code in this language called rust and and basically, uh, once the code is run, I enter the commands Solana keygen new. And once I do that, boom, it shoots me out a uh, public address, a private key and a seed phrase. And now I can transfer whatever I want to that wallet. So um, and I'm going to teach you guys how to do like that, that same thing as well. Okay. So anyways, uh, this is where we are at currently uh, with my portfolio stuff. This is for all the listeners of Crypto Like Me. If you are not listening to uh, or if you're not following my portfolio, then I don't know why you're listening to the podcast. You should be following my portfolio, uh, at least, you know, not saying that you should invest in every coin in my portfolio or whatever, but watch, watch what I'm doing. And next year, you'll be able to either say, hey, I made money uh, with you. Or you'll be able to talk mad shit to me at like, you know, parties and stuff. When you see me, you'll be able to say, oh, my God, last year you went down in flames. But no, um, right now, it seems like we're off to a good start. Right. And I think I'm going to make uh, better decisions. And I have a three year track record right now. All right. So I think I'm going to only do better. Plus, I'm learning even like crazier and crazier shit in the space. So I think uh, some of this stuff like compounding uh, our, our gains and et cetera, I'm going to start to explaining. I'm going to begin to explain that stuff to you and i'm only going to post that stuff here
Also, guys, do not, I do not want to, I have friended all of you, which is why I do things the way that I do. If I see on your page that you have posted any copies of my portfolio or anything of the sort, or you try to look like, hey, you know, like, oh, look, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to ban you from the group. Okay. Because the one thing that I want is I want people to subscribe to the podcast and I want people to go to my webpage and I want people to follow along on Facebook. Facebook, okay? Because if you're not paying me, these things actually benefit me. And that's why I'm doing it. So I'm being upfront, okay? I'm being a media whore. I need to get all the the followers on my podcast. I need to get all of that shit because then eventually what will happen is, is that like, you know, decentralized exchanges will then want to advertise with me and stuff like that. And as they do that, then I can spend more time giving you free information. You see, teaching you for free, like giving you good, valid stuff that you can actually use. Not all of like this bullshit where it's like a class and this and that and no, nobody ever shows their portfolios why don't they just show their portfolio if you're really making money and know what you're doing then just show it to me that's what i've always said just put it up that's why i did it the way that i did it i just put it up on an excel sheet let me see what you got if you don't want to tell me how much money you got or you're hiding from the irs or whatever you want you don't want to do like whatever it is then just show me the percentages which is what i did so it doesn't matter whether you invest ten thousand dollars if you have percentages then the person that invested ten thousand dollars can hold those percentages the person that only has a hundred dollars can hold those percentages and the person that invests a hundred thousand dollars can hold the same percentages you see so of course the person with a hundred thousand dollars is going to make more money or substantially go down in flames more but the person with a hundred dollars you know, we'll make some, but they won't make as much. So you have to decide your level of risk. What's your level of risk? How much you actually put in, right? That's what you do. Like me, I'm balls to the wall. I got everything in there. Why? Because, well, I don't have anything else. This is what I'm doing. I'm showing you. So if I'm showing you, I got to show you what, what I got. And I'm not going to be like, you know, like whatever, whatever. Other than the only thing that I've disclosed other than this, I right now I hold 12 coins, 11 of them. You see Bitcoin. I don't show you. You should just assume that I buy Bitcoin. If there's a good price on Bitcoin, he bought Bitcoin too. Okay. Not from like the money that I'm listing on this hundred percent portfolio. Okay. Okay. That's just extra money. That's my, that's my money. That's like money that I got. I won something on DraftKings or whatever. And boom, I bought some Bitcoin with it and I put it and I put it where in a safety deposit box somewhere or whatever. It's offline. It's not there. It's not my, on my exchange. I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to trade it. I'm not going to do whatever, at least not for right now. Maybe when I retire or something, I'll need, you know, some Bitcoin and then I'll start considering doing that kind of stuff. But for right now, I'm hoarding it. I'm a Bitcoin hoarder. All right. And then the other thing that I am is trying to get followers. So so those are the two things that that I gain and that I don't fully disclose all the time or whatever. Trying to get followers for the podcast and hoarding Bitcoin. Those are my big secrets. The rest of the shit, it's on the portfolio. You just look at it. Okay. You look at the portfolio. You see it. He's got 
X amount of this. Now, some of the stuff in here, some of the coins that I hold, but we're going to get to that in the future, I'm doing stuff with. So uh, uh, if you see a coin that I hold a very tiny percentage of in my portfolio, and you're like, why has he got like, so little of that? Well, number one, remember the number of my portfolio. Okay, so number, remember that I'm trading with uh, with whatever a number, I already explained to you how the numbers could be, but I'm, I'm trading with a number. Okay, so... I consider my level of risk on that coin to be whatever that small percentage is that I'm currently holding. But when you see coins that don't change their percentages a lot in my portfolio, most likely I'm staking those coins, okay? And we're going to talk about that. And the reason that you're not seeing a percentage change and you see a zero on the portfolio chart is because that coin is being staked. So it most likely will not. Now, what will happen is at some point you'll see that I'll say, hey, there's been a portfolio change. And then that small percentage might be a larger percentage because I'm now going to post my gains from that stake. And I'm doing something that's called compound staking, which means that I stake the coin as I get you know, my rewards for holding that coin, I just turn around and I put those reward coins right back into the stake. So those continue to stake and that's constantly compounding. So as it compounds like that, those numbers get pretty big. And then when you go to sell them or you get out of the position, you make a substantial amount of money. Okay, guys. So anyways, uh, I'm going to stop talking about uh, show me the crypto right now. And we are going to move on to the latest crypto news and all this new stuff that's going on at MetaHedge. Enjoy the rest of the week. Uh, if you're going to stick around for the MetaHedge portion of this, I'm going to cover BankCoin in there as well, um, which, uh, well, you know, like I said, it could hit our portfolio at any time or maybe not or whatever, this or that. But anyway, let's, uh, during the next portion here, I am going to take a good look at Bank. All right, stay, stick around. Don't go anywhere. All right. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now we switch it up. From prices and news to altcoins from the crypt. And what's new at MetaHedge. And we're back. And we're back to bonk, baby. We're gonna bonk, 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 bonk. That's right the hell is bonk well bonk is a is a meme coin that has uh helped give its parent blockchain's native cryptocurrency a boost but what is bonk let's take a look and let's see what we can find out about this crypto which is based on the solana blockchain and we'll examine some of the bonk price predictions uh that were being made as of january 4th 2023 so one of the most notorious things in the crypto world are dog coins roof roof but these tokens, also known as meme coins, are in effect uh, tributes to Dogecoin at the end of the day, right? The crypto that was itself founded as a parody of the very first crypto boom, but ended up perhaps in spite of itself becoming a major player in the world of blockchain. I guess it could be argued that well, we might describe uh, this as the second generation of dog coins. So such as Shiba Inu, if you got on those, that was a parody. And this is a parody of the ones that came after 
that and they become parodies of parodies and pretty much uh, an endless amount of parody coins uh, that come out after that. But nevertheless, there are a lot of dog coins out there all trying to compete with one another. And while there is still some debate regarding how useful they actually are, they are enough of them to be considered an entire sector of cryptocurrency. That's right. There's an entire sector called meme coins, and those encompass an entire dog pound of dogs. So you could go there and adopt your most homeless looking dog ever. As a matter of fact, hey, by the way, uh, one of the things that I want to mention here too is I'm going to throw in a shameless plug, but if you like buying all of like these dog things and etc., uh, there is an opportunity uh, that we can kind of like look into here, and that's Homeless Kitty. So Homeless Kitty, and you can visit homelesskitty.site, that's H-O-M-E-L-E-S-S, k-i-t-t-y dot s-i-t-e so homelesskitty.site and I'll put a link in the uh, cryptocurrency group for it and I'll also post it on Tails uh, as well, a link to that go and check out those NFTs because those NFTs actually have something really really interesting that go attached to them not only do they go to a good cause to uh, help uh, this homeless cat shelter in Little Haiti, Miami, uh, which is Miami, Florida, but uh, they also also come attached to this like one-of-a-kind dining experience so it's kind of like a really interesting thing that's going along there and those nfts actually appreciate because uh believe it or not the dining at this restaurant thing is so exclusive that and the guy only does so many of them and he's like sold out that people actually buy the nfts and they don't really care that they're donating to the thing what they do is that they know that they're getting a reservation at house of food porn and when they do that then other people actually buy it and there's actually like a board of people that are trying to buy the nfts uh just to get in to eat at house of food porn so it actually makes like a very interesting thing uh that's going along there so with that being said though we talked about meme coins and this whole uh this whole dog pound of dog coins that are in there but what makes bank a little different from a lot of the dog coins out there well it's that it uh, utilizes the Solana blockchain. And while most dog coins use the Ethereum blockchain, Bank's adoption of Solana might well be related to the blockchain's uh, self-proclaimed speed and lack of expense. There are, however, some very notable red flags when it comes to Bank. First, there is no named identifiable founder or founders behind the project. One of the good things about MetaHedge, for example, is, is that like you know who's behind MetaHedge, right? We're behind MetaHedge. There's me, there's like a team of, of developers behind MetaHedge, and we all work on MetaHedge together, right? So while this is not uncommon in the world of crypto, uh, not being known, uh, after all, Satoshi Nakamoto, the uh, founder of Bitcoin, is most certainly an alias, right? Uh, he uh, is definitely not Satoshi, or that group is not Satoshi. It might uh, well deter people who are uncertain about crypto and, you know, who want to have someone that they can be uh, accountable to, you know, or at least have a face or a voice or something to the project. So this project, other than the fact that it's on Solana, and we love Solana, and I love Solana, and I'm a Solana developer, uh, there is no... Uh, 
there's there's nothing to to there's nobody to hold accountable uh, to it. So could it be a rug pull? Who knows? Could a rug pull in the future? Who knows? There's nobody to talk to. There's nobody responsible for it. This is always a bad thing. But that doesn't mean that it's the end of the world because we invest in things that we know nothing about all the time, uh, which is true in the crypto space. So perhaps more importantly, though, than knowing uh, these people and that there is no actual white paper when it comes to bank either, which is another huge red flag. This means that there is nowhere for potential investors to see what the token is used for or what it wants to achieve. So when there's no white paper, what the hell does it do? And what is it for? What is uh, it actually doing? Does it have a use case scenario? For example, MetaHedge has a use case scenario, right? It's one coin for every metaverse. It's trying to bridge the gap between, uh, you know, uh, having all of like the different coins, providing one centralized location where people could deposit into and get a spread of many metaverse coins and etc. Uh, you know, being backed by bots and etc. So you actually have a use case scenario. Okay, the use case scenario of it is X or the use case scenario of, uh, you know, Ethereum is to provide a blockchain that people could build dApps on, you know, so it's got a use case scenario. This bank has like no use case scenario. So uh, this lack of information, um, I guess, might seem completely innocent on its surface, but it might seem be seen as some as a potential warning, warning of some future problems such as rug pulls uh, Etc. So when we have uh, tried, uh, you know, via all kinds of things, doing research to see if there's any place to uh, contact bank or anything like that, I don't know. I haven't come across anything. So not even like you know on Coinbase and so they just tell you, hey man, you got to put your money into it if you want to or whatever. And it is what it is. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it's a bad bad thing. Okay. Because there's still some other stuff out there about bank, okay? There's some other information about uh, bank that we can find. For for instance, uh, the system's website claims that people are able to gamble with the token using the Boybook platform, uh, that it can be traded on the famous Fox Federation Exchange, and that it can be lent and borrowed through the Solend crypto lending platform. So the token was also airdropped to people on the Solana network in late 2022 and early 2023, which, amongst other things, helped Sol regain its price after it had been hit by the mega collapse of the Harry Potter orgy organizers FTX. All right. So uh, something else that we need to establish is that because Bank is based on Solana, it is technically speaking a token rather than a coin. And there's a big difference between tokens and coins, people. All right. So while you might see references to such things as a bunk coin price prediction, such references are Rongo, all right, so don't call it a coin. It's a freaking token. It's wrapped onto Solana, okay? Uh, who else is wrapped on Solana, by the way? MetaHedge, all right, which is us, all right? So that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It means that it's using the Solana blockchain for speed, for efficiency, for security, but then they've wrapped their project, whatever it is, on top of the blockchain, okay? So uh, let's, uh, now that we know that, let's, uh, let's, 
take a quick look over the bank price history. Um, as it is, although past performance should never be taken as an indicator of future results, disclaimer, uh, knowing that uh, what the token has done in the past can give us or help us uh, find some very useful context when it comes to either interpreting a bank price prediction or attempting to make a prediction of our own. Uh, Bank first came to the open market in late 2022, and on December 30th, it opened at 0.00001095 cents, all right, before it climbed to 0.00001972 at the close of the year on the 31st of December. The following day, news of the airdrop boosted the token's price to a high of a bunch of zeros, 9564. On the 2nd of January, 2023, it dropped a zero and traded at a high of not as many zeros and 1263 on the 3rd of January. Anyway, you guys get it, right? Like the price, uh, we could just uh, go for it like here, uh, page by page by page. But bottom line is, uh, it's it's been moving steadily up and... And now it's kind of trading sideways, but it's been uh, it has a self-reported circulation of 56 trillion out of a total supply of a little under 100 trillion tokens. If the self-reported figure were accurate, it would have a market cap of around 100 and 8.6 million, which would uh, at least in theory make it something like the 159th largest crypto uh, by that metric. So. With that being said, what do I think uh, is going to happen? Well, with uh, all of that junk, um, as of today, keeping in mind that price forecasts, especially when it comes to a commodity as potentially volatile as crypto, and even more so when it comes to a recently launched meme token, uh, very often turn out to be wrong. So also you should bear in mind that many long-term crypto price predictions are made using an algorithm, which means that they can change at a moment's notice. But before uh, uh, we go any further, I guess um, to close 2023, um, I don't know, what could I think, what could I think, uh, it could probably close out in around 2025, and maybe the price based on like our current algorithms and stuff like that would be somewhere around 0.00004883. So that's what what I think could happen. Um, And uh, maybe by then it could go on uh, probably to like 52, 53 or 50... Let's call it 55.55. I like that. Okay. All right. So the next price prediction um, that uh, that we could probably see is what about? So I would guess that's that's 2025, right? Which is just two years out uh, from now. Um, and I guess if you wanted to know in the short term what it's going to close out at in uh, in 2023, uh, I guess that. 2023, it'll probably close out at about zero point zero 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 
three five seven seven five and i'll post i'll post these predictions on our on our group so that we can refer to them in the in the future so also uh when considering a bank token price prediction it's important to keep in mind that cryptocurrency markets uh remain extremely volatile making it difficult to accurately predict what a coin or a token's price will do in a few hours even harder to give it long-term estimates such as uh that you know uh, we use um algorithm-based bots uh, to do that kind of thing. And that's uh, basically what we're doing is using the MetaHedge uh, bots to to cast predictions uh, on this particular coin. And it's what I use to cast predictions on other of, uh, of our coins as well. So if you are considering investing in cryptocurrency coins and tokens uh i always recommend that you always do your own research look at the latest market trends news technical and fundamental analysis uh get an expert opinion not mine i'm an idiot before making any investment decisions keep in mind that past performance is no guarantee of future returns and never ever trade money that you cannot afford to lose Okay, so treat it just like you were in the casino. Okay, so uh, so with that being said, short term, bunk, all right? Uh, what do I think it is going to do? Well, I'm bullish. I'm bullish on bank. All right. Mostly because not a whole lot of people have heard. Well, this is like in the beginning. All right. It's just like it's right now, January 9th. Has the bull run on bank ended? No, man. There's going to be a bunch of people that are getting some money, especially now when their tax money comes around and all that stuff. They're not going to know what to put their money into because they're not following me on the podcast and the morons are going to go to the Robin Hood accounts and and all of that kind of trash by the time it's already listed there. And then they're going to buy a bunch of bank tokens and they're going to sit their fat asses on them. Okay? So this is what's going to happen. Nothing. Nothing is going to happen, all right, with bank in the far, far future, all right? It might become uh, some kind of, like, meme. Uh, remember when Doji took off and everybody was making, like, like, a ton of money? Okay, well, it could become something like that. Do I recommend it being part of your portfolio? No. I do not recommend it being part of your portfolio. Do I recommend it like you hold it even like, like you know, I've got other coins that aren't in my portfolio. Like what about to Bitcoin, Tony? You talk about that. That's a, You don't disclose that being on your portfolio. All right. But Bitcoin is like digital gold to me. I've already explained that. Okay. This is not digital gold. This is digital shit. That's what it is. All right. But here's what I would do and what I have done. I would go drink some beers, and then after you drink some beers, you take them, them cans, and you take them right back to the grocery store, and you get yourself, you put them into the machine, and assuming everything goes good, and you get the chaka chaka, you get that ticket, you take that ticket to the cashier, and you get yourself 60 cents if you drink that six pack, all right? And that 60 cents, take it and put it in bunk. All right, do that. Or start a can drive and take that money and put it in bank. Or save your... Dude, I got to remember... If you guys remember a long, long time ago, I bought a bunch of XRP using the cans from my poker parties and stuff like that when friends used to come over. 
I'd just take the cans the next day and I'd like line up like $16 or whatever in, uh, <laughs> in XRP. And that actually, you know, I mean, that could turn out to be something. And especially now, you know, there's all this secret talk, by the way, of like Visa and MasterCard working on like a secret platform and that they're uh, most likely building on XRP. Using XRP is going to be the coin that, that, that they're going to use for these exchanges. So, And this has been rumor forever, right? This is like what people have been talking about forever. So anyways, with that. So would I make Bank like a major player in my, in my portfolio? No, you already heard me say that. I do continue. It's, I do believe it's going to continue to go on up. How much? I don't know. I mean, they have like a lot of coins in circulation, man. So, uh, you know, if you think about like, I mean, what were they saying? Like 100 trillion or something like that? Think about how many coins each person in the world would have to hold for it to actually do something or whatever. But that doesn't mean that there's not going to be, uh, you know, uh, growth in the space and whatever this or that. So if you're just trading your cans, especially if you're drinking the beers and then you take the 60 cents and put it into bond then, you know, well, you had a good time. Hopefully you drank those beers with some friends and stuff like that. So um, you could take that, put that in the bank and see, see what happens after that. Okay. I want to move on here uh, to MetaHedge. MetaHedge is getting ready. Uh, well, we've uh, got the framework built for the Only Legends platform, which will provide uh, tons and tons of liquidity and pro- uh, I should say tons and tons of um uh, how do you say it? income uh, to our MetaHedge partners, uh, being that it's attached to college players, college football players, college baseball players, uh, all the sports all the way across, and it provides name, image, and likeness representation. Many of these contracts are already in the works or have already been established, and the platform is currently being built. The framework is out and we are currently waiting on a small amount of funding to uh, continue and uh, finish the the platform in itself. So we are waiting on some funding from our partners, right? So uh, we're going to take our partners. Partners will pay us for those uh, development hours down the line here and then we will be able to uh, launch this platform. And once this platform launches, well, uh, this is going to be like a great thing because it'll constantly provide income uh, and it's not even one of the things that we were actually like planning, you know, with like MetaHedge. It's something that kind of fell into our lap because of our development deals and stuff like that. So it's not something that we have like anything really riding on right now at MetaHedge, but it's a nice and very lucrative partnership that we've been able to to form uh, with uh, the the holders of the Only Legends platform. Um, and we'll be actually providing all like the NFT work for them and that kind of. So every time an NFT, so how do we make money? Basically, every time an NFT gets formulated on that on that platform then uh, we get paid you know it uses our technology to formulate those nfts and etc and to keep track of the metadata and uh, we get paid on all of those so if eventually every single college and high school uh, which is part of like their platform and all of this goes along with a very extensive educational platform that goes along and a program that's already being done uh, within you know the school systems and stuff like that uh, if all of this uh, stuff goes on and we get all of like these nfts launched well then you see what the possible income potential is there coming up very soon here uh before the end of the month uh we will be having our meta drop so we will be dropping 500 metas to every single one of our holders uh that will be the airdrop to like uh get your phantom wallet established get like i i I say getting your phantom wallet wet right with some with some metas so uh they'll go in and then what we're going to ask is uh is we've dropped you solana so every every one of our partners we've dropped solana to and 
and uh, you have you have Solana in your wallet. And then like the new Meta tokens are actually uh, down the road here going to be completely interchangeable with Solana. So you'll be able to exchange them at the current Meta rate once it's established on the decentralized exchange. You'll be able to exchange those for Solana at the current rate. So you could just like take your Solana and sell it for Metas, take your Metas, sell them for Solana, uh, and etc. at all times providing like instant liquidity uh, for those tokens that way. So uh, what we're going to do, though, before we get to that point of that decentralized exchange is we are going to give everybody 500 tokens. And then the idea is to stimulate motion on the chain by sending those tokens to uh, your other friends. Uh, so send them to uh, somebody else. Tell them, teach them how to establish a phantom wallet. Uh, tell them you're going to send them some cryptocurrency just to make it cool. The whole purpose about this is to like educate people in the cryptocurrency space, help the space grow, make people aware. It's so it's kind of like an awareness campaign that, uh, you know, this token is coming out and that it has an actual use case scenario uh, for it. So we want people to to begin to use it. And then like one of the things that you can tell them is that if they want their tokens that you're giving them for free, so you're going to give them a cryptocurrency. And then if they want like that cryptocurrency to begin to appreciate, they have to stake it. And then to stake it, all they have to do is contact us to begin staking it and it'll begin to grow in their wallet as well. So uh, so with that being said, um, you know, it's a good opportunity for everybody and it's a good opportunity to spread the word and to grow our community, which is, you know, if we want to get this on a decentralized exchange and we want to get this to actually be worth lots and lots of money in addition to the stuff that we're doing like building the Solana platform and the validators and the bots and all of the other stuff that we're doing on this end to draw money into it one of the great things that would eventually draw money is is like people just had a demand for the coin right which is like one of the biggest things so we want to start to establish demand for the coin and one of the ways that we establish demand for the coin is by at least in the beginning uh you know, um, providing awareness, right? So the first thing, in order for people to demand a coin, they have to know about it. And right now, the only people that know about it are like, you know, meta hedge partners. So we have to let other people know about the coin as well and let them know just like it's out there. So uh, just like Gala did with Solana, you start dropping it. This is like where we're at, you know, like right now. So we're kind of like following along the, the I'm sorry, not Gala, I'm sorry, Bank, just like Bank, which is what we were talking about here during this segment. Uh, just like Bank did with Solana, where they got airdropped or whatever, right? So this is what we're doing. We're going to airdrop to you and we want you to drop to your friends. Uh, that way we keep like the community growing like within, you know, network and, and that kind of thing. Also, uh, another thing uh, that we wanted to, to cover is why is MetaHedge? Why is MetaHedge not listed in my portfolio at uh, show me the crypto? right? I mean, it's a coin. It's an actual token. It's out there. It's in selection. Uh, people have it in their wallets. I'm invested in it. Why, why don't I have it listed in my portfolio over there? Guys, come on. Are you for real? The reason being is because because I'm the El Sultani of MetaHedge. I hold more MetaHedge tokens than anybody in the entire world. So it makes no sense for me to, I mean, I'm not trying to show my coin and show me the crypto. Show me the crypto is to show you like what I'm actually like, you know, invested in. I'm invested in MetaHedge because it's, it's primarily my job. It's like what I'm doing is like I'm taking MetaHedge and we're trying to get this in 
launch it. It's part of what I'm doing. Someday, maybe MetaHedge will become like the 100% thing that I hold in my portfolio that I show to everybody. But right now, it's assumed. It's assumed MetaHedge is in my portfolio and that I'm working to make MetaHedge a much better thing, right? With our team of developers and stuff, we're working to make MetaHedge a, a better thing with me at the helm. But I mean, I'm not going to sit there and tell you, tell you, yeah, and you know, uh, 90% of my portfolio is MetaHedge and this is how we're going to make one. That makes no sense, man. That makes no sense. That's uh, in, in essence, number one, it's being, it's being dishonest because um, I hold MetaHedge because, well, MetaHedge is a token that's created by our company. So it's, it's actually, you know, we have partners, which are you guys, and, and partners benefit from the moves of our company and from the growth of our company and from that kind of stuff. But I'm not trying to grow the MetaHedge token by showing people that it's part of my portfolio and asking people to buy into it. This is other stuff above and beyond MetaHedge. You're getting the benefit of seeing show me the crypto, okay? You're getting the benefits of seeing what else is going on in my life, but you should know Meta hedge is what's going on in my life. I'm the meta hedge guy, right? So I'm like there, I'm developing meta hedge. We're going through, we're developing technologies, this or that. We have a CEO. The CEO helps us promote the coin and he helps keep things going, make sure that we stay legal and on track and et cetera. We have somebody that helps promote us. You know, it's also a partner that helps promote the entire thing and helps, you know, keep people aware and helps answer questions and all of that kind of stuff that goes on, right? But this is what we work on. We're doing this. And you as a partner are there. You've been invested in us and we're like going through so so together we're all growing meta hedge so we're all in meta hedge together okay knowing the rest of my portfolio is a benefit to you and the benefit to you comes free because you're a friend of ours and you're a, a holder of 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 meta hedge or however you came to be you listen to the podcast or however it comes to be that that you're involved with us like that but that comes and that comes at the price and the price was to you know listen to the podcast so that you stay aware of the things uh, you know uh, subscribe to the podcast so that the podcast gets some recognition give it a five star review or a four star review or I don't care a one star review bottom line is is that you review it and then that helps us and it helps me and if you help me then I can put more time into MetaHedge I can put more time into investing in you know taking a look at my portfolio and all of that kind of stuff, and we can all benefit from from that kind of stuff. So that's why I don't have MetaHedge listed as one of the coins on my portfolio. I also don't have Bitcoin. Bitcoin's not listed in my portfolio. I don't have Bonk. Bonk's not listed in that portfolio too. Okay, but that portfolio that I have that I'm listing, that's my serious portfolio. Okay, MetaHedge is what I'm working on. Bitcoin is what I store my 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 wealth and my you know anything that I have. I store it on Bitcoin. Okay, and then and then what's bank? Well, bank is gambling. It's like I don't I don't I sometimes I play poker. Okay, sometimes I watch the UFC and I'll throw a couple dollars into DraftKings or something like that. That's what bank is. Where's bank right now? 
you know? Well, it's sitting on a, on a central exchange, like there in a wallet, that if it gets hacked or whatever, it gets taken, and I don't give, you know what? And I don't give a shit. Like, that's it. Unless, like, really, uh, you know, I mean, as my, I, if I buy more bank or whatever, I don't know, you'll hear me talk about it, and you'll, I'll tell you or whatever, I'll tell you I'm out of the position, or I let it go, or, like, you'll never hear me talk about Dogecoin. I don't have any. I don't have any. I, I might, you know, if I start to smell that Elon's gonna say something about it because of whatever but elon's busy right now he's got so many problems at twitter he's not gonna say shit about doge trust me you know like right now unless he needs to raise 44 billion dollars at that point he's gonna say that twitter is going to become the main cryptocurrency of you know that a uh, 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 doge is gonna become the main cryptocurrency of punk uh, uh, of 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 twitter and then you know then uh, uh, everybody run for the hills go get your robin hood account you know and like this and that so all of that stuff will start to happen again so anyways that's what i'm looking at so that's how i treat it okay and that's how you guys have to like look at it too the portfolio that's on show me show me the crypto that's serious i want you guys to follow that that's not me playing with anything okay that's me like that's like my family's money right there that's my family's money that portfolio bitcoin okay is my store of value Okay, I know that it's down, but when it's down, you buy. When it's high, you buy, and you do this thing called, you know, dollar cost averaging. And with that, everything works out in the in the long run. You know, assuming that nobody ends up taking your coin or or anything of the sort, which is why we keep it on paper wallets, which is what we talked about, right? So, with that being said. Bitcoin is that. And MetaHedge is what I'm working on every single day. Every single day, I wake up. We got to pay the bills at MetaHedge. We got to do this. We got to do that at MetaHedge. We got to get this going. We got to do that. We got to work on this bot. This thing's offline. That thing's not there. This guy needs an email. This guy has a question. Those things, that's what we're doing. And, and during the process of all of that, we're becoming attractive to bigger companies. We have our search engine. We're at war with DuckDuckGo. We got to go. We got to do this. We're there. Ah, so those are normal things. And that's gaining value. Every single day, that's gaining value. You, and that's helping us grow. We're getting in line. Solana has six million dollars. You know that's a, a grant that's available. Uh, you know, especially like to us, we're already like there. Uh, we've had like our, our 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 validators. I'm getting ready to like start launching. I'm like looking to see like what I do to launch a couple other validators and get us going because we might have. There's an 11 percent staking in validation that's like gone right now, and like you know somebody needs to fill that gap. So why not? We already know how to do it. We already have one. We're there. We need to get on mainnet. You know, we're talking, we're doing, we're having all these conversations as well. And, and that kind of thing that could come with like Solana for our staking processes. And you guys could start staking directly with us. If you guys start staking your Solana directly with us through those validators and we all get paid every time that we validate a transaction, all of that kind of stuff is coming down the line at MetaHedge. Okay, but that has nothing to do with the Show Me the Crypto portfolio. Okay, all right, guys. So with that being said, make sure that you go to CryptoLikeMe.com. Tell your friends about CryptoLikeMe.com. Okay, everything is listed. We're going to have good days. I'm sure we might have some bad days. Either way, we're going to have all the information listed, and we're all going to have all the information out there together at all times. I'm going to keep doing research. I'm going to try to bring us like the craziest the best brand new coins that we can follow, uh, you know, to get into and all of that kind of stuff. And then uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing and you can choose to follow along or you can choose to not to. Okay. And 
As a matter of fact, don't follow me because I'm a moron. I've already said that. Don't follow me, okay, because I'm a moron. But I'm just going to show you what I'm actually doing. But if you don't do anything until the next time that we talk, you buy the freaking dip. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. This has been Tales from the Cryptocurrency. Our passion is to teach everyone from teens to boomers about NFTs, cryptocurrencies, how to invest, and how to stay safe. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to smash the like button and leave a review. Even bad reviews help, so please do it. For questions or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit MyMetaHedge.com or send an email to CryptoKeeper, the number two, the letter U, at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group at Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And join Cryptoni airdrops on Stockforge by using the promo code Cryptoni and try it free for 30 days. See you next time on Tales from the Cryptocurrency.